0: The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everybody, it's Casey Fields, your manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. And welcome back to another episode of City Quick Connect podcast, legislative edition. Scott, welcome back. It's been a while.
1: Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving. I mean, let's just get it all in.
1: Yeah, Thanksgiving's past us it's it's gone by
0: yeah but we didn't get to wish each other happy thanksgiving on the air so no?
1: oh yeah that's true right not, not, not on the show. air right that's yeah. right uncle russell loves it whenever i do my turkey call for thanksgiving Does i he? only reserve it for thanksgiving okay night. good yes. i don't
0: want to i don't want to do anything now it's very with authentic turkey, with the turkey call um <laughs> scott we have well and i'll tell you this much the night saturday night of the carolina clemson game yes there was somebody in my neighborhood. I took the dog out to go to the bathroom after the game, and there was somebody um, in my neighborhood that kept like crowing, crowing like a, as they should like have, like a rooster. It
1: was a big win. Um, okay, we don't
0: have to talk about to that. Welcome to the uh, we can, Orange Bowl. Uh, we can edit that out. Um, so <laughs> so let's Scott let's let's talk about the upcoming legislative session. Let's talk about what has already. Happened. So today is Wednesday, December seventh. Pearl that Harbor we Day. Are, right. That yes. we are recording this. Um, the reason my grandfather joined the military. A um, lot of,
1: a lot of those ww two vets joined because yeah, of Pearl Harbor. The reason it's he joined the military. You know, I, I saw a headline today. It says, "Remember Pearl Harbor." I mean, that's more and more difficult as we get further and further away from that event. But it's certainly worth commemorating and memorializing. There's no doubt.
0: And you know, you're right. I, I, We've talked about this before, but I teach 12th grade Sunday school and those kids really, the only thing they know about September 11th is what they read about. Right. Because they were not born.
1: Right. Whereas Um, our grandparents, my grandparents were alive during, you know, Pearl Harbor. That's right. That's right. Talked about it and were had vivid memories of it. So anyway, um, But today was the second day of the House's reorganization session. Exactly. So
0: just a quick reminder to everybody, and I feel like we've repeated this 19 times, but it bears repeating one more time. Absolutely. The Senate was not up for re-election this year. They serve four-year terms. They will be up for re-election in two years. The House, however, was up for re-election this year. And after, between retirements, the June primary, and the November election— we are looking at a, what, 28-person freshman class?
1: Probably the largest freshman class in many, many, many cycles.
0: That is that many is cycles. what I understand yes. from several members, that this yep. is probably the biggest freshman class they've seen in quite some time. I
1: think we talked about it. The previous largest was like 22. I think so. Mayor this Brown, Grady blows, Brown. That's
0: right. Downtown Grady Brown mentioned that he was in a class of right. 22. 22. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So what do they do at Reorg? So they have to get back together and reorganize the House of Representatives. Um the big things that they do, they elect their Speaker of the House, which yesterday they unanimously, with no opposition, um and not even a vote, um acclamation, just acclamation, mm-hmm. elected um Representative Merle Smith from Sumter, a Republican from Sumter, Speaker. Which was really a re-election They re-elected he was elected like, yeah. right mm-hmm. back in May. Yep, they re-elected Representative Tommy T. Pope, Pope from York County. Mm-hmm. Um, they elected him as Speaker Pro Tem. Um, they elected Charles Reed, Re-elected Charles Reed as Clerk, the Reed, long-time Clerk. Right. Re-elected Bubba Cromer um, as Reading Clerk, the long long-time. time, mm-hmm. and re-elected Mitch Dorman as the Sergeant at Arms. Yep. Um. So that they established that in the beginning, everybody gave speeches and then they started the long and arduous process of picking seats (laughs) and Merle's two kids, they draw. So they put every County on a piece of paper in a bowl and house members
1: who represent multiple pieces of County. With right. multiple counties can pieces choose of mu- their yeah. district. They that have to they decide want which, sit ca- with. yeah, which county they dist- want right, to caucus county. with or sit with. Yeah. Um,
0: mm-hmm. so they reach in and they just pull counties at random. It's kind of like the annual meeting drawing. Yeah. Um, and whoever's whoever county they pull, they the delegation can choose the seats that they want to sit in.
1: So they get they go and physically sit in the seat. That's at right. The desk that they want to use for and, the rest um, of the session. The one next One of two years.
0: the one of the staff. Uh, People walks by with their nameplate that has their name on it and they screw it into the desk because they have previously taken off all of the nameplates from the previous two-year session. They screw in your nameplate and you sit there and then they program your, you know, your voting and your, all your card and your computer and all that kind of stuff. And that took, that took a while. Somebody, everybody was excited.
1: somebody. Claim to have picked up off the floor of the house a note i heard that from the that was allegedly uh written by the aiken delegation <laughs> right. pleading with people not to take that particular set of seats <laughs> right because they'd been sitting there for a know, hundred years yeah you know, however long right um so I don't, did so did merle let them take those seats I the aiken delegation i don't I know do if they ended up remember. with those or not so um,
0: but that was funny that was, was a funny part of yeah there's
1: some uh some begging and pleading um, and horse trading going on there. So
0: apparently. they took a break for lunch and then they came back in the afternoon and they elected um, their members to the ethics committee yep. and O&M, I believe, operations and management. Yes. And the rules. Um, and the rules committee. Mm-hmm. So they did that. And then the rest of the committees are appointed by the speaker. Mm-hmm. That brings us to today.
1: Today. Yes.
0: Um. Let's let me say this before we really get into analyzing the House, the new House standing committees. Let's just mention this real quick. So, legislators have the opportunity to pre-file legislation. The Senate has already released their first round of pre-files, and the second round is due out today. Yes. The third round of pre-files, which will be the first two in the House, are tomorrow and then next week on the fifteenth. Right. So then, by the fifteenth of December. We will have all of the pre-files that everybody is going to submit for the legislative session. That doesn't mean that's all the bills. That just means that those are just the bills that have already been that have been pre-filed before session starts. And how
1: many were filed last week? Pre-filed in the Senate or uh, yeah, the, in the first, Let me it was, see.
0: Um, it was a lot. It
1: was like two um, no, two hundred and was it 200, 258?: eight two
0: hundred
1: and fifty eight bills have already been filed in one day. That's right. By just the Senate.
0: We do not expect that many to be pre filed again in the Senate, but you can guarantee that much or even more will be prefiled in the House.
1: And because and because the House has hundred and twenty four members That's versus right. forty six in the Senate, the House is a much more prodigious pre
0: exactly. filer. And prefiler no, of bills. There's no limit. You can yeah. pre file as many bills as you want to. Yes. Um have as many bills as you want to. There and you can you can repeat you know there there have been times where ten different house members all prefiled the same bill. Well,
1: we saw that in the first round of prefiles in the Senate, there were multiple senators who filed identical bills. That's right. That's right. And in fact, there was look like when I was going through, it looked like there was identical bills filed by the same senator. So right. not sure how that happened, I don't but know how that works. I could be wrong. There's probably one, you know minor difference between the two versions but they looked virtually identical
0: um so that that that's what's going on with prefiles um as soon as all the prefiles are out and available we're going to go through them we study them we research them we'll pick which ones we want to load into the system and put them in our tracking system. How many
1: How many of those 258 did we flag that's last a, week? That's a know? great question. Because I've
0: we, we all had different ones, I and probably, we haven't, like, sat down. And you may have overdone it. I probably
1: flagged. Well, you know,
0: I'm an over-flagger on the, on the over, bills. You over flag,
1: But, you know, cities and towns have so much ground that they it's, cover. It, listen,
0: it's far-reaching government. Yeah.
1: So, like— there's some bills in there that have to deal with employment, a minimum wage bill, for right, instance. Right. Right. Well, people would say, "Well, why would a city want to follow a? Uh, why would the municipal association want to follow a minimum wage bill? Well, cities are employers. Mm-hmm. We would be subject to those minimum wage standards if That's it got right. changed, if they're not already paying the minimum wage or or more. So, um,
0: in the first round of pre-files, you know, we've seen we've seen some of the social issues yes. come up again mm-hmm. that we have grown accustomed to. We have seen um, the fentanyl issue, yep. the fentanyl trafficking issue come up. Um, we've seen taxes. We've seen workers comp. We've seen, I mean, I, you know, um, tort reform. We've seen all those things that we're, we're pretty used to. Um, and, seeing.
1: We're, and we're going to talk next week about the advocacy initiatives that that's the right. board of directors is, that's right. We'll have in front of it next week to, for approval. Um,
0: so that, those were pre-files. Y'all, if, um, if you have a free, couple of hours go uh, click on scstatehouse.gov and check it out and right there on the front on. page you can look right. at the prefile legislation click if, on pre legislation that's... under House and Senate you can check those out all right let's go let so me, back to, let me back go to back, today. back yeah to today so we do know that um, the Democratic caucus reelected Representative Todd Rutherford from Columbia mm-hmm. as their um, leader. And the Republican Caucus in the House elected Davy Hyatt. Well, reelected, re-elected. Davy mm-hmm. Hyatt as their leader. Yep. So that that didn't change. Right. Um, but Scott, the committees, because of the huge number of people that either lost their re-election or retired, there were a, a lot of vacancies on these committees that they had to fill.
1: Well, you got twenty-eight new members who are replacing 28 former members who were populating these various committees. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with smaller classes, I think what the, what the speaker would typically do is try and stuff most of the freshmen on, on one committee and then sprinkle a few freshmen over some of the others. That's right. Looking at the list today, uh, there are gobs of freshmen on some pretty prestigious committees already that's right uh, not having served her served but a day now so um
0: the the one committee that none of the freshmen were were put on was the house ways and means committee right um that's something that you have to earn that's something that you have to be there for a right. while and and kind of make your way onto it's um it's definitely a privilege to serve on the budget writing committee yeah so um,
1: interestingly on ways and means you have the former now former Chairman of Judiciary, right, Chris uh, Murphy. Chris Murphy, who was he was assigned to the Ways and Means Committee, so mm-hmm. he is no longer the chairman of the Judiciary Committee.
0: Um, you also have the former chairman of the House 3M mm-hmm. um, Medical Municipal Municipal Public Affairs Medical, Medical military, military Municipal, municipal, municipal affairs. Public Affairs mm-hmm. um, Representative Leon Howard. He was also removed from the 3M Committee and placed on Ways and Means. Right. Um, there are a good many people. Um, Representative Bill Taylor um, From in the Aiken area He was on Education and Public Works yep. For a long time He was moved there And Ways and Means has a new chairman um, With Merle Smith leaving to be the speaker um, The committee elected Representative Bruce Bannister today From Greenville From Greenville
1: mm-hmm. um, Interestingly to Representative Bill Herb Kurzman, Who was Who had Potentially been a candidate For that Ways and Means chairmanship It was named to the Joint Bond Review Committee as well, so that's a that's a nice consolation right. prize if you're not going to win a the very chairmanship. Nice so, so he and he and uh, Chairman Banister will both serve on the JBRC.
0: Um, another so the Agriculture, the House Ag Committee, they elected a new chairman last session, and Representative Bill Hickson mm-hmm. from North Augusta. Yep. They reelected him today. Yes, um, with a with a lot of new members on that committee, um, but. A lot of returning members as well. A lot of returning sub-chairs. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, The Education and Public Works Committee, as everybody remembers, Representative Rita Allison um, lost her primary back in June, and she was the chairwoman of House Education and Public Works, a longtime House member. Um, There was some shifting and moving around, and Representative Shannon Erickson from Beaufort um, she was moved to that committee and elected the chairwoman. She was moved, of that committee.
1: Yeah, she was moved from the Ways and Means Committee. That's correct to EPW mm-hmm. and was elected chairperson, chair lady. That's right of EPW. And you know, some people might think, well, you know, why would she do that? Because Ways and Means, of course. Writes the budget. That's right. The state budget. And those members of Ways and Means have a lot of opportunities to bring bring funds to their their districts. Um, but I think because of Representative Erickson's uh, professional background, she right. owns... Runs uh, child some, care centers. She runs some child care centers, mm-hmm. some education centers down there. Uh, you know, I, she seems to be a natural fit. Not only just on EPW, but also as the chairman, because uh, she was a subcommittee chairman on Ways and Means, so That's she right. has experience running committees. Right. Um, I think uh, I think she's going to do some good things on that committee.
0: Absolutely. Um, then, since you mentioned earlier, Representative Chris Murphy, the former chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. Mm-hmm. He was moved to Ways and Means. There are a lot of new members on the House Judiciary Committee, including new people. A
1: lot of freshmen on there. A lot of freshmen on there. They've um, they've really packed up the yeah.
0: Judiciary Committee. They elected a new chairman in um, Weston Newton, also from Beaufort County. He's from Bluffton. Bluffton. Yep. Yeah, he's from Bluffton, mm-hmm. but in that area. Yeah,
1: he's from that down that way. That's um, right.
0: They elected him as chairman of the Judiciary Committee. So we're looking already at major changes in the chairman of committees of big committees.
1: Yeah. Representative Newton, of course, is one of my favorites.
0: Of course, because y'all like to scream and cuss at each other, <laughs> even though you're not being mean about it. No, we're just having a just conversation. How, it is just how you communicate. That's right. Um, the house labor commerce and industry committee have also seen some, they have seen some new members and they reelected um, Bill Sandifer from Oconee County from Seneca yep. um, as their chairman, longtime chairman of the, House LCI committee, Um, and a real shift with 3M, Medical, Military, Public, and Municipal Affairs Committee, um, that has been the only committee for 100 years that has been chaired by a Democrat, as long as the Republic, when the Republicans took Mm -hmm. over, they allowed that committee to be chaired by a member of the minority party. Yes. Um, And that has been Representative Leon Howard for the longest time. How many members are on that committee? Um, hold on, let me count, count. that real quick. All right, hold I on. Say
1: it's like fourteen. Maybe there's more than that. There there were a lot. Eighteen, my friend. Okay, so eighteen members of three M, and of that membership, the old membership, there were probably ha- at least half were Democrats. Mm-hmm. They are all now gone, but for four. Five, maybe?
0: Yeah, there are not that many left that were on that committee because, to begin with. Because
1: as we've talked about before, and as everyone will recall who listens to this show, right. this fine pod, this fine podcast, Ups. the Democrats lost how many seats this time? Uh, how many more seats? Eight?
0: eight? Seven seats, maybe? Seven
1: or eight seats they lost, yep. which gives them a total of 10 losses in the last two general elections mm-hmm. in the state house, in the house of representatives. And many of those that lost were on the 3M committee. Absolutely. So now, um, you know, they don't, they don't, the Democrat caucus just does not have the leverage to uh, control the 3M chairmanship. Not that, Correct. Not that they necessarily did. Right. In a, in a big sense, right. but, you know, that's where many of them were placed previously. And so. Chairman Howard was there, and you just don't have that anymore. It's all, it's all, but uh, all but five of them are now Republicans, just because of the the increase in the supermajority of the Republican caucus in the House.
0: Um, so when with the new makeup, with only several returning members of three M yep. and the new makeup. The new chairwoman of 3M is Celeste Davis.
1: And she was moved from, which committee mm. was she on? Was she on EP, I think she was on EPW. Maybe
0: EPW or LCI, one of the two.
1: Yeah, one of the- the judiciary, of maybe. So she, she moved from another committee right. onto 3M right. for the first time, because I don't think she's ever served on 3M. That's I might be somewhere. wrong about that. And she was elected uh, chairperson of that committee this morning.
0: Um, so that, and that has, you know, a, a good bit of the new people. Um, yes. And so they will, that'll be a whole new look for the 3M. I,
1: I think there are four committee. former municipal officials on that committee,
0: if I'm not mistaken. Joe Bustos from Mount Pleasant. Bustos is on there. Mark Smith from Mount Pleasant yep. is on there. Um, I think that's, no, no David O'Neill, David former, O'Neill, mayor, former of mayor of TK Yeah, and, he is on uh, there.
1: Brad Cox from, Brandon, Brandon, Cox. Brandon Cox from mm-hmm. Goose Creek is on there.
0: Well, so that's, great. That's, that's four. That's fantastic.
1: I'm trying to think if there are there any others on there.
0: I don't see any.
1: You know. Okay.
0: Um. So that, those are the big ones, of course, and then legislative oversight. They elected Representative Jeff Johnson as their chairman. Um, and there are other several committees that deal with operations and management of the block building and the grounds, yeah. um, invitations, regulations, the rules of the house. Um, so that's that's kind of what. It, the landscape. To, let's talk about how these changes affect us, because yeah. that's really what our listeners are really want to know.
1: Well, I think in addition to the 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 elections, the reconstitution of the committees, the caucuses themselves also met and had conversations amongst themselves, and we'll see how the how the Republicans are going to be able to manage some of the. Differences of opinion that their membership has had on a variety of issues w- within the Republican Within the Party, caucus, right? yes. Within the within caucus the themselves. Caucus. It's going to be interesting to see how all of this new leadership handles uh, those differences of opinion and the differences in priorities, legislative right. priorities, right. that some members of that caucus want to push versus others. How that affects us is, you know, we've talked about the culture wars uh, and the, the cultural issues that are being pushed. Uh, this past year, and we expect we've talked about it before. We expect that they'll be pushed again to the extent that those don't affect cities and towns. Um, you know, that's that's a good thing for us, right? It, 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 keep, right. it keeps keeps us under the radar, hopefully. That's right. Um, but you know, we'll just have to find out as they work through those and kind of set get those issues put to bed. You know, where will they where will their attention turn? And hopefully, that'll be in a positive way. Uh, towards, towards cities and towns. And of course, as, as I said earlier, we'll talk about our advocacy initiatives next week and talk a little bit more about uh, what we're doing uh, behind the scenes that we've already been doing for the last month or so, especially since the elections took place. Um, uh, What we're doing in pursuit of those advocacy initiatives that'll get adopted next week. But.
0: And how you and um, Joni and Erica have been, calling and speaking to and meeting with yeah. all of these new members yeah, and making sure out. that they understand that we're the, we're the first and yeah. foremost resource on municipal government. Yeah.
1: We're, we're reaching out to these members. Um, you know, we're going to the caucus meetings. We're going to uh, some of the caucus functions to try and get to know these new members better right? Uh, right. and make sure that they know who we are and, and where to turn to when they have, uh, when they have questions or issues with cities and towns across the state. Um, you know, the The better we can make those relationships, hopefully uh, the less inclined they are to surprise us right with exactly. uh, with things that might pop up. So you know,
0: and the more inclined scott, what what I like about those relationships is that when they have an issue either in their hometown or with a constituent, instead of just saying, "Well, I'll fix it by filing a piece of legislation, yeah. they'll call us and say, "Hey, Look, I've got a question about this. Can you explain it to me, or can you help me understand? Or that—that that is such that is one of the many benefits of having a positive relationship with members.
1: Well, what I'd first like them to do is reach out to their local cities and town, to their cities and towns, to their mayors and council members in their That's district, right. and say, "Hey, what can you tell me about this?" Right. Um, and if you if you're listening and you're a, a mayor, council member. Uh, staff member in a city or a town, if you haven't met your new house members yet, if, if you've got a freshman member, you need to reach out to them. Absolutely. Uh, get to know them. Give them your cell phone, you know, invite them to city hall, town hall. Take them on, talk, take them on a tour of town, let them know what, what you're doing and the things that are important to you. Uh, and, of course, the same thing goes for you all you veterans out there. That's Even right. Even if you've got a a house member that didn't change uh renew that relationship if you mm-hmm. uh, if you've kind of lost touch with them since the end of the session back in in June That's right. Um and then
0: Well, the end of the s- session, let's put that in quotes, cuz they've been in like nine times <laughs> since yeah. June.
1: The, yeah, the session just seems to continue it's on throughout the entire year. Um so but the freshmen seem eager. Um they elected Matt Lieber from What's He's down, he's down in, in
0: Hollywood, down in Charleston County.
1: Matt Lieber is the new Freshman Caucus Chairman. Uh, we'll be reaching out to his office to and invite the freshman members to an orientation that we will hold for them to give them a uh, briefing on cities and towns across the state and who Correct. the Municipal Association is and Correct. all of the support that we can provide them. So we'll be doing that here in the next couple of weeks and probably... Try and schedule something for right after the first of the year.
0: Um, we're busy. Yes, things yeah. don't ever slow down. I was um, talking
1: to somebody today. They asked me, "Oh, Scheidel, Eric Scheidel, our general uh-huh. counsel. He just come back from a uh, a long trip to uh, Nepal. Nepal, Yeah, he went he went hiking and up in the Himalayas. Very tan and well rested. Well, you know that's a high UV index there. It, it, <laughs> yeah. It's not uh, it's not cloudy there. It's cold, but yeah. you know it's a high UV index. He was asking, "Hey, is you know, is it kind of been kind of quiet around here?" I said, "What well, has it was up until about right a week ago, two weeks ago, three right. weeks ago, we've been pretty busy ever right. since the election. Looking forward to the start of the session on January the tenth.
0: That's exactly right. And
1: we'll be back next week to talk about the advocacy initiative. There's a big long list of them.
0: There's a big long list, and I believe but that all it covers. Good. Yeah, it covers all of our cities and towns. There's something for everybody.
1: Yes, that's right. And there's some stuff that we'll talk about that we Is not on the list, but we're working hard on also. I would also... Which is good news if we can get it passed.
0: I'd also um, like to say that we will have a special announcement coming up. Um, I'm not going to tell you what. What? You're just going to have to listen. Do Um, I know about this? Yes, you do. Yes. Okay. Um, We have a special announcement coming up. Some cool stuff. We're going to... I'm going to mess around with you until it happens in January. So... Let's just I'm gonna keep going. So you have to keep listening to the podcast to real to to know. So I'm I'm talking to you, Greg, and I'm talking to you, Vicky, and all of our listeners. Yes. Who email us after every show that we do. We appreciate it. Y'all just keep listening. We got some special stuff in store. Seth Duncan's now in Seth in Malden. Duncan. That's right. Every a, everybody that is a, an OG. An avid listener. Y'all, y'all just stick with us because we've got some good stuff coming up. Y'all just remember that you can find the City Quick Connect podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and SoundCloud. I hope everybody has a wonderful week and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.